This is People Who Play, a show about the art of playful living. I'm Emma Warrillow, researcher, writer and part-time mermaid. And I'm Ben Martin, content creator and nostalgia junkie. Every episode we discuss family life, playtime and we interview a guest who has found a way to play at life. From creatives to educators to comedians, our aim is to inspire more grown-ups to grow down and unleash their unique play powers. If you'd like to join our play crew and find more inspiration and info on play, follow at playful underscore den on Instagram. And for all your retro feels, find me on Instagram at benflyingretro. I'm on there too, at Emma Warrillow, E-M-M-A, W-O-R-R-O-L-L-O, really. This podcast drops bi-weekly on Mondays, but if that's not enough to get your playful vibes vibing, you can also join my Patreon for £5 a month and you'll get a personal pod from me, which drops alternate Mondays. Plus, you can now watch the video interviews of our guests directly in there too. We really do appreciate all your likes, subscribes, follows and shares. These digital high fives really mean a lot to us and help us to grow the show. Okay, let's get on with the episode. It's playtime. Episode 30 of People Who Play. Hello everyone, we are back. Benjamin, did you know that yesterday was Blue Monday? Don't know what that means. Blue Peter? Uh, No, it means... Blue... I think it's like most miserable day of the year. Oh, because blue... Right, sad. It's fake news. Oh, is it the credit? Is that when people get their credit card bills? I think it's just, yeah, people... Credit card bill for Christmas? Overspend. Christmas debt, cold, long month, ages till payday. Oh, chin up. Well, no, it's, it's, it's BS. Oh, is it? Yeah, well, it's just a day, isn't it? It's a day like any other. Every day there are people who are, are struggling with the, cherry coke addiction. <laughs> How is that going? I am doing so, so well. I had my first cherry coke on Sunday. That was my first in seven days. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I still want it. Like, that's a treat, no? Mm, that's progress, though. You know, you can't just be so mean to yourself. No, you've got to be kind to yourself. Yeah. I'm just going to turn the volume down because I can hear my own voice. Is this what I sound like? Yeah, you're loud. Oh, it's, I hate my voice. Um, you... Does anyone like their voice? I don't know. That's a good question. Listeners, email us. Do you like your voice? <laughs> <laughs> Hello at peoplewhoplay.com. Um, Benjamin, you've I think you've been doing quite a lot of playtime recently. You've increased your variety your breadth your plethora yeah i am so into activities and i am so into fitness i'm fitness obsessed Mm. i'm all about speed and you know doing exercise that you you can't finish sentences at the end (laughs) that's how i gauge it like i'm absolutely smashed Mm. You yeah. Were, yeah, I'm doing 5k speed runs. I'm running up, up zigzags on the beach. Yeah, I was thinking more about what you're doing for fun. Or is that fun? That is real fun okay. to me. Okay. I'm releasing adrenaline and endorphins, natural chemicals that uh, are squeezed well, out of your brain this, box. This is quite interesting because before you were doing same distance run, same speed yeah, every day, obviously sometimes different location. And now you're... 
mixing that up, how have you found the comparable experiences from having a disciplined ritual to something that's more yeah variety. so i was i was streaking before and naked <laughs> yeah i was running onto center court at wimbledon and and just taking my top off no so i was streaking so i wasn't really exercising it was more about it was more of a mental thing because i was running very slowly and now i'm really pushing myself physically mm. it's great i found a running track the other day because I always long for this kind of American, you know, when you see Americans training and it's like, oh, yeah, just go to the local college yeah, and they stadium. Run, they, they run up the steps. Yes. Mm. Dream of mine to mm. run up some college steps, Emma, actually. <laughs> Better go to college. Yeah. <laughs> so I found a running track and it's amazing. But I don't know if I was allowed to use it. I just rocked up. It was empty. I got on the track and I ran. And I sort of saw some groundsmen and I thought, they ain't saying anything. Hmm. It was one of those things where it's like, well, of course this should be free to Mm. use. It was so good that I couldn't believe it was allowed in this country. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But when I was running on that running track, I just thought, oh, imagine, because they had like stands where they have events and stuff. I was like, oh my God, all those people cheering for you. That would be nice. Would you like to know what I've been doing? I don't know. Hurting your back. I hurt my back yesterday picking up Scout because he is essentially a small baby elephant. And I just one of those moments where I just turned around really quickly. I wasn't concentrating and it just went. So I haven't been able to do my things that I normally do and I'm sad. You sound so low. Sad You're actually it. like depressing me. <laughs> it's your age. Just say it like it is. Say it. Do you know what? I started the year. Say it. I started the year and I had, I just had these two most amazing weeks. Two of, weeks? I was like insane mindset. Like right. no, nothing, I'm not like new year, new me. Nothing to do with that. Like I was just like confident. You were up. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just up. It was like I had a lot of self-belief and had a lot of momentum and I was sort of doing something, you know, I feel quite focused in work this year. It's a very different year for my business been doing a lot of experimenting this year is like I'm focusing on a couple of specific things and I felt really good about that and I felt really confident and then you know we had that storm mm-hmm. it was like the storm came in and just blew it all away well, it washed you away down the drain yeah and I woke up and well, I was stand like, up against the storm I woke up and I was like oh two bloody weeks was, that lasted yeah, and, and, and now I'm like how do I get back then I'm, st- I'm trying to think still doing all the things and the habits but I don't know if it's like a hormonal thing or if it's the creative process. Do you get that when you're in the creative process where it's like, this is amazing, go, 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 this is the best idea. And then you're like, oh, it's rubbish, hate it. Well, my creative process is you just hate everything you do. Yeah, that is that is another one. At the end of it, it's like, ugh. It's all about the process, isn't it? The process is way more fun. Process is way more fun. Maybe Who likes a finished article? Maybe that's because I'd moved to the stage of executing where I've got to get it out there into the world. Well, look, I don't know what you've got to do, but... It's not my responsibility to make you happy. Or is it? Oh, God. <laughs> is it? What do people say? They uh, say that it's not. Well, I think... I told that to Indy last night. I listened to this podcast by my friend, Zoe, who mm. has a podcast called Mother Kind, and she interviewed this, like, relationship guy. And at the end... Like a guru? Uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, he's a man. But he talked about the six seconds of kissing. Did he? Yeah, that we've been doing. 
I bet he did. Um, <laughs> and then at the end, he said, one thing to try is every day say to your partner, what is one thing I can do to help you today? Oh, how nice. You'd never say that to me. I know. It nearly made me cry. I was like, that's... Great. It made you, it really affected you. <laughs> yet you did not <laughs> apply it in your life. We only heard it yesterday. Is there anything I can do for you today, Ben? I'll get back to you. There will be something. Well, the offer might end. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look, Indy, last night, we were doing our climbing and our circus school and all that, and there's like a lull in between where she has to wait for Phoenix. And she did her homework, and then she just looked at me, and she was like, I'm bored. And I said, that ain't my problem, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that nice. is, it's not my responsibility. You know, it's like you've got to sort something out. I was like, you got a book? She was like, no. I was like, well, you just better think of something. She was like, can we play I Spy? And I was like, no. I was like, I'm reading my book. Oh. Um, boredom is good. Boredom is very good for all of us. Yeah, you've got to fight your way out. I yeah. really, look, I'm not, it's a real trigger for me when an adult says they're bored. They, I find it quite offensive. God, who has the time to get bored as an adult? Im- is it immature to be bored I don't think as it's an Im- adult? I don't think it's immature. I don't think that's the right word. Like I to think... actually say it out loud. Yeah. Is real, like you're really going <laughs> I there. I can't think of the last time I've heard an adult say I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if you find something boring. I think it's like, it's quite offensive to whatever the activity is or people are doing it. Just don't say anything. Yeah. I'm I'm fresh off the back of a workshop, a corporate workshop. I've literally just done it and come straight to this microphone. So I've just been teaching about the characteristic of playfulness. This is a characteristic that is available to anyone. Anyone can um, work on it. It's not just some people are born with it and some people aren't. But one of the, the things that playful people do is they are much more likely to know how to make boring things fun. Right. Okay. Is that me or... Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a, as a really obvious example, most people, when they're faced with a household chore, they put music on or they put a podcast and you have to ask why. Why do we do that? Why is that a sort of innate, innate reflex in us? That's the sort of playfulness thinking, I'm going to make, I'm going to find the opportunity in this chore right. to make it more I can't even take, I can't even take the bins out without setting up a podcast. I know, you've always got those headphones on. Those yeah, wife cancelling. Wife cancelling headphones. They just cancel you right oh, out. God, I can't tell you, they've really been annoying me recently. Really? Because yeah. they're so nice. Maybe I'm spending too much time listening to podcasts, like... I don't like silence. very meta. I don't like silence. I think that's what I've realised. Yeah. Even when I was sat down reading a book the other day, I was like, it's just too silent. So I put some like rain on. <laughs> I put some- Do you know that it hasn't stopped raining all I know. month? You and could then- have just listened to the window. And then you would laugh. It's not aggressive enough. <laughs> Oh, I'm a funny old thing. I think that's quite a good point, though, because with the and the sheer amount of entertainment that we have access to, you can just plug any little gap, can't you? Is is this playful or dangerous? On the drive home last night, we, I, I invented a game called Not Stopping Till You Get Home. Uh, both. <laughs> so we couldn't stop. So if mean? if a traffic light went red, you had to sort of ease down. And creep and creep and creep. Kids loved it. I bet they did. <laughs> Great game. Yeah, but it's quite quiet on the roads. No, it was busy. There were some really tough moments. Did you get loads of green lights though? Isn't that the best feeling? 
when you get green light after green light after green light. That's my life. Oh my god, you are. You're. I'm Why? <laughs> Look, I cannot. We come back to this. You've got to lift yourself out of this funk. <sighs> I think. Is it difficult being a play guru when you do feel down in the dumps? Guru. <laughs> no, but when you do feel down in the dumps. It's like, you've got to believe your own hype, girl. You've got to drag yourself out. No, but this is a common misconception. Being, like, playful and being a flag waver for the importance of play isn't about... It's not toxic positivity. I'm not happy all the time. I've been hearing that a lot at the moment, toxic positivity. Yeah, you can't be happy all the time. It's yeah. impossible. We all... It's like telling someone that's, like, clinically depressed, um, cheer up, yeah. it'll, it'll be okay. Yeah. The thing about play is it's also, it's not always pure fun. Like, it's actually sometimes quite hard and sometimes more quiet and introverted. It's it's about play. Is If you strip it back, it's a, an activity where you're focused, you're not stressed, and you're doing something because you want to do it. And you can do that when you feel good. You can do that when you don't feel so good. And you're, you sort of bring your mood into it. It can shift your mood, but you sort of bring it in as well. Look, it's hard to be chipper when you've pulled your back out at 39, yeah. approaching 40 I, real fast. I have been doing, I've been doing a lot of reading. Right. I, set, I set myself an annual goal of doing, I think it was 10 books. That's unlike you. To put a number on something, very unlike you. You should put a number on goals. Wow, I thought yeah. you were all anti that. No, you should put a number on gold. I love a rezo. Otherwise, how do you track them? Yeah, look, I've got a spreadsheet for doing wide arm pull-ups. Is that the same? You've interrupted me. Well, I, where was that going? I'm telling you about my books. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> um, so I set... Ten books? Yeah, that was a achievable goal. I've already read three. I was going to say, you like <laughs> eat books for breakfast. Now, are you one of these... Look, when I read a book... I'm like a toddler. I read every word. The, A, doing, that, every word. (laughs) Some people laugh at me when I say that. That's called reading. No, No, because these people that like, oh, I read a book a week. Oh, I read a book a week. They like, I say, how are you doing it? And they look at a sentence as if it was a picture. They take out the big words and then they move on. They're like, yeah, you get the gist. Apparently that means like you're really clever. Yeah, you're scanning. You're, you're... I'm like, one day Han Solo woke up and he went into his ship. Stop reading your books <laughs> in phonics. <laughs> yeah. Where, do you read like that? Do you skim read? Tell me. I, I don't, th- I'm not one of the, I know what you're talking about. Um, it probably has a name. People that are quite um, academic and have done a lot of studying and, yeah. and, and that and academic research yeah the they, cheap reading they, i call it they have to no but they train themselves to absorb information right look at the look at the really page as if it was a picture I, i'm not quite doing that no but I but just... then you're also not reading all of the words no i am reading all the words are but... you just reading them really quickly yeah you sort of look ahead don't i have you? to read most i have to read most pages twice Anyway, I've, I've finished. Emma, I have to read most pages twice. Well, that's why it's taking you so long. Don't you ever have that where you read a page and you're like, if, if someone asked me anything that just happened, I, I would not be able to say a single yeah, word. Apparently that's okay, though, because it means you're sort of going into like mindfulness. Yeah, you're... you're sort of oh, like... I think it, I thought you just meant that. I'm... Yeah, that is what it is. Yeah. No, you're right. You're not drifting. Yeah. You're actually just an empty vessel. Yeah. <laughs> I think you are, yeah. Well, not an empty vessel, but you're like in a state of... Reading's fun, isn't it? 
Yeah, reading is Reading nice. is fun. When you finish a book, gee, I always feel like I've won. Oh, yeah. I always want a prize. Yeah, yeah you do, don't yeah. you? Like that satisfaction of, of, of when you're young and you do it, it feels really good. I think I like would... Like a chapter book. I would But like it never leaves to... you. No, it never leaves you. Every time I read a book, I think, you are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want like a gold star. Yeah, especially when you've got like children and you're quite busy. I want to be in a book club. That, but... That's what I was just about to say. Oh. I was like, I think I'd really enjoy being in a book club because I just finished that Prince Harry book. Don't I think I don't know if it's controversial to read it or not. I don't know. I did behave quite weird when I bought it when I went into W. H. Smith. So I was basically acting like I was buying like hardcore porn, <laughs> right. so like sneaking around and like I put it on the counter with a Paw Patrol sticker book over the top. Yeah, it's a big old. I, I'm not into hardbacks. I find them too heavy I love to hold. A hardback. Why? I don't know. Do you rest it on your boobs? I just- <laughs> rest it on my boobs well I, how would it's like I a shelf yeah, but because, how would i see the words well it's a podcast so I, i'm demonstrating but like this no i don't because i find them really heavy and not that particularly comfortable to hold I think whereas I'm, a paperback you can one hand it. yeah i think i like it feels collectible oh don't collect him do you want to collect <laughs> no i don't actually want that to. i'm sorry you're not you can't put that book up on our string yeah the only thing i don't like about that book is that it's massive face on the front well that's just what you get with a biography so i was trying to read it really quickly because i didn't really want to be like because we're going away soon that the, the pressure of book clubs is you do need everyone to finish yeah i think i'd quite like that what would be one month or two weeks i think a month a month Anyway, yeah, I think a month's fair. What I was trying to say about this Harry book, um, not going into all of the details about everything in there, but I did take away two things, okay? Okay. This is book club. Welcome. Right, right first was the use of the word summering. <laughs> so he talks about like when they summer, they yeah. are they are summering. And I am into that. Like people, listeners, let this be the year that Gatsby. we that we summer. What are you doing? I'm summering. Yeah, but oh. I think you'd probably get cancelled for saying you're summering. No. It's like, oh, well, good for you. No. Kids arguing. House looks like a tip. Summering. <laughs> what? Summering. Yeah, I like the use of that word. I thought, sorry, isn't it more like, you know, oh, hi, where, where do you summer? Well, yeah, but I think just apply it to your everyday life. Sounds, sounds like something douchebags would say. Oh, probably, probably, but I quite like reclaiming it. I just think it's nice to think, like, what, what mode are you in right now? Well, I'm summering, even if you're just going about your normal life. Well, it's deepest, darkest winter. Yeah, I know. Something to look forward to. Hell of a takeaway, Emma. Yeah, that was one thing. And the second thing was, I think, like, one of the things in this book that's, like, really, I found really dark and, ugh, was, like, how he's not able to cry. He doesn't cry after he loses his mum. Oh, doesn't shed wow. a tear. And it takes a really long time until he's able to cry. And I was like, oh, it's so dark. Anyway, I think one of the reasons is they sort of explains, you know, that kind of um, stiff upper lip, like don't show emotion. Like he's not allowed to hug his granny because she's the queen. And I was just thinking about like my own grandparents. I was like, imagine like it's such a, a weird upbringing and life. Like I actually, it felt like reading a fiction book actually a lot of the time. Yeah, anyway, and I was thinking of that, like that awkwardness, like that British awkwardness, that sort of like, you know, sometimes called politeness, but is also just, just grit your teeth and get yeah, through it. Yeah, often just like a sort of detachment awkwardness. And I know that I have an element of that in me because this is like where I've been raised. This is like the culture that I've grown up in and, and lived in. And it's not inherent in my personality, but sometimes 
I just like especially because I've done like quite a lot of travel and sort of like worked in different countries and things and I think oh god I've got like there is a sort of like British awkwardness to me that isn't inherent in my personality but is just there just by osmosis and and it's sort of you know oh that's a good word isn't it and it sort of stems from that doesn't it because it's sort of yeah can you just tell me what that word means osmosis well in the science terms it's like when particles sort of move don't they through into something else and it sort of like permeates another substance so how is that relevant well, it's like the culture of the British awkwardness has permeated into how I behave and show up in the world. And it just got me thinking, it's like, how do you like... Wh- Break the cycle? Yeah, how do you like shed some of those cultural behaviours that you might not even be aware of and then you become aware of? Because I've been trying to do quite a lot of work on my confidence and I really like talking to Americans um, and I had a... A chat with this guy the other day and he just had like such enthusiasm and kind of positivity not toxic positivity I really love like in a work context especially I really love talking and like collaborating with Americans because they I don't they don't have that <laughs> that sort of yeah. layer of like and I was like how do I shed that they're a newer country so yeah. they have a, I mean, a sort I, of built-in yeah. optimism. I mean, they've got other, like, cultural things, which, you know... Yeah, but that's a fantastic trait that they do have. Yeah, it's like everyone's so sort of, like, enthusiastic and positive. Yeah, they're up for it. Yeah. Like, when I sort of in have a lot of experience talking about, like, my work and my business, and I've done a lot of pitching and things like that, and in the UK, it's... It, there is that, like, standoffishness. Like, it takes, like, quite a while to get through that. <clears throat> Whereas when I was building a business in America, it's like fair game. It's like, tell us, like sell to us, like mm. hype yourself up, like, and we will get excited as well. And like, everyone was like, so complimentary. I suppose it's that, maybe it's that American kind of dream. Yeah, we culture. very much, we very much have our shields up in this country. We're yeah. not really, we're, we're quite distrusting. Of... Yeah. And I got to know quite a lot of my clients over there and they would always just be like, Oh my god! I can't believe you know you started. Well, let's get out there, baby. This business at twenty-seven, and they'd be like so like hype, hype girls, hype people. Yeah. Whereas like here, there's a there's like you get to a certain level, you know, you achieve a certain amount of success, and it's like oh, I don't like that anymore. You know, you too think, big. You Are think, you? Did you, you think, get too big for your boots? You think you're better than us? Do you? A bit of that. I don't really know what I'm trying to say with all that, but I, I like. There's com- something in there. Yeah. Is it osmosis? <laughs> <laughs> I, I better try and read, read you the- know emma that i'm gonna be in a conversation later and you know i'm gonna slip that in and it's gonna be completely the wrong place yeah you do do that confidence that's sort of like something that i'm working on to achieve what i want to achieve this year and for me it, it's sort of it's quite inconsistent like emma a- why do you care what other people think stop seeking approval <laughs> my goodness i stopped seeking approval years ago yeah, it's quite natural to seek approval when you're young and you're you're you're, yeah. for, you're forming your personality. But you got to break off the shackles. Yeah, I do have. What's with your shackles? Are they corporate based? <laughs> Take off your corporate armor no, and put a denim jacket on. I think Instagram and being on social media hasn't actually helped because I'm quite a. It's not like I have a need to be liked by everyone. I don't. I genuinely don't have that. It's more. I have, like, my mind naturally can think of, 
like how people would interpret things in multiple ways and once yeah. it's thought of those i find it hard to get that's off probably it. a good skill as well though, it isn't is it? yeah i mean it keeps you safe i think as well what but... the hell do you want to turn your instagram account into <laughs> <laughs> so you're safe at the moment well join my only fans benjamin i've stumbled on some research it's sort of it's it's now we're supposed to have two features on this show stumbled on some research and retro re- rewind which you can't even say <laughs> and this is kind of both of them okay so this is an example of how gen z they are the youth of today the sort of young adults older teens okay and um, there's a there's a there's a small group of them who are using burner phones for going out so they're having a flip phone for going to festivals going to parties going to nightclubs it's sort of started from this tiktok by this 18 year old sammy k that has been viewed over 11.7 million times And she says, we realise that every single problem that we have on a night out, everything that leads us to crying, everything that leads us to have a bad hookup, everything that leads us to having a bad time stems from our phone while we're out. So they're taking out burner phones to protect or create a certain experience of going out that a phone can interrupt. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, before we had smartphones... We would take our DSLR cameras out Mm. and take like a hundred photos of nights out. Just go weird and crazy. But that was fun. Yeah. So this is what the reporter actually says that she says the, so she is the style and beauty writer for Refinery29. She said, it feels like the next evolution from the digital camera renaissance is taking out these flip phones that have these grainy, like photography, low res photos on them yeah phones suck when you go out but i don't know what it's i don't know what young people are like with their phones is, is it just a bunch of people with their heads down looking at phones yeah although when she was going through that list of all the things that go wrong on a night out crying bad hookups i was like oh don't worry they happened before <laughs> they also happened before the smartphone <laughs> although i just think it's really interesting that they're taking away the phone the smartphone to protect an experience because the smartphone is damaging the real life party experience what because the regret of taking all these photos and taking the photos being captured when you're drunk also like using it throughout the night um maybe i don't know what they're doing inviting different people going off with different people it's kind of like i suppose it 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 disturbs the rhythm of the night or it changes the rhythm of the night and in a way that they've identified they don't like yeah This is one of several examples of little movements like this that I've seen. There's another one that I spotted, I think it was in Brooklyn, Gen Zers, sort of 18 to early 20s, were organising basically like arts and crafts get together. Oh, yeah. Without phones, without tech. I think it's, yeah, I mean, there's always, there's always where there's a movement, there's always a anti-movement. But I think it's interesting to think in this age where we have like, peak pleasure peak instant gratification peak choice peak stimulation that taking something away rather than adding something to an experience is what's creating something special i think that's quite interesting yeah phones are a pain in the ass when you, when you go out it is really annoying when you just see loads of people on your phone yeah that that's what i'm saying it's a i don't like the aesthetic of yeah. it 
the head down generation. Oh god, it's just not life, is it? Have you been? It's to, not real. Have you been to one of those a live event where you have to hand your phone in? Yeah, it's usually stand up. Mm. Fantastic. Mm. Going out without your phone is lovely. Oh, it's so nice. I know, but then it's just the inconvenience of like, oh, I need to use it now. Even yeah, <laughs> even if you don't look at it, I always say it's compare it to like wearing Frodo's ring. It like hangs heavy in your pocket. The only thing I'd say is that Pandora's box is open. Like all of these little things, like yes, they're great and they're welcome. But really, we are only moving one way. And that's things will just get worse with phones. It's not going to kind of like write itself. Well, I think we're I, I'm going to push back on that. You push back all you want. Push back. I think we're moving as the generations come through. I think we will get better at self-regulation I, th- I, th- I feel for Gen Z because I feel in many ways they were like guinea pigs they were the first generation to come of age with access to that sort of technology but parents hadn't got the experience with these devices themselves to know how to sort of coach with that or coach them through that and I think now with Alpha who are generation Alpha who are under 12 that's all of our kids I feel like we're so much more I mean we're still really new but we have a lot more parents have a lot more hands-on experience themselves obviously platforms change and you know new things come in that we don't understand or necessarily use ourselves but I think that um, in terms of like being able to speak about balance being able to put boundaries in being able to like understand how different like controls work and things like that that will be a different the way that it's being parented is different to how gen z got parented you have to remind yourself and remember that you have to have your own experiences and make your own experiences so the scrolling trap which i get sucked into you know you're just scrolling through other people's experiences yeah which is okay that can be inspiring and that's great but you geez you really need to remember that you know i need to go out and have some of these experiences you can't just live vicariously through other people that is not going to give you any kind of happiness ben i would like to hear about your return to the sport of snowboarding oh yeah that's that's being playful isn't it me and phoenix we snowboard on Tuesday nights at the local dry slope, which is, ironically, was my first job I ever had. I lasted a year, and then I was fired for skateboarding in the car park. And I didn't realise they'd put up, like, CCTV. Why aren't you allowed to skate in the car park? Well, I was going to be working. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really pleased that you're doing this, because I felt like last term, last school term, you were getting a bit miffed that I... I'd Organized. Yeah, you have all these activities. Yeah, I'd organised my timetable. I was doing painting, aerial hoops. Yeah, and I was stuck here with the baby. It was like Victorian times. I was like trying to get that, feeding that baby, putting him to bed. And I was like, she's off out having all these like activities. And I'm not having enough. What did I say? If you can't think about the future, you refuse to think about planning and organising, that's what's going to happen. No, I'm always out having experiences and act- doing activities yeah it's so awesome it, re- it releases a little bit of adrenaline my god i want to go on the snowboard holiday now <laughs> when you sent me that video of you two doing it um i'd look here why because i love seeing people do things they love it's such a bringer of joy for me 
I, okay. I suppose it's sort of become my mission with Playful Den, but seeing people get joy and thrill and come alive through certain activities that I they tell you, and do just brings me joy. I'm glad for you. Just putting something like that in your week, like in the middle of the week on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday, game changer. It smashes up that week and it resets you. Yeah, especially if it's something like that where, you know, it's you're releasing a load of endorphins, load of adrenaline. It's just so good for you. My goodness. Mm. And I just thought, you know, you know, you've got to get you're loading up the car, you're getting all this. It's like it could easily become a ball ache. But the benefits of, of when you're there, you're just like, oh, my God, this is such a nice cycle break. Yeah, totally. This is what I've tried, been trying to communicate. You know, just to from you. doing the normal, putting the kids to bed and just like, well, it's like, well, yeah, you do that five nights a week. You're going to go insane. I think this is the key with winter in particular is how do you maximize your evenings? Well, look, you've got to, you can't be obsessed with doing everything as one family and everything with your partner. You've got to do anything you, with me. You've got to like splinter off. I would like to do more things with you. We've been talking about that, haven't we? You want to be seen. I'm seeing you right now. Couldn't be any Look at Oh, it's ridiculous. If you do everything together, that's massively going to limit the things that you can do. Yeah, it does require planning. And that's what I've tried, been trying to communicate to you for the last decade or ever that we've been married. But you have to like look at that timetable. And I think you got jealous because... I've become really savvy at doing that. At Jelly like, jealous. At like looking at, yeah, the windows and finding those like windows of opportunity to play. And I'd got like my aerial hoop and my painting and I was in like a really good discipline with it. And you were like, mm, you're doing all this stuff. But you have to, You ha- this is the like boring part. You've got to like look ahead and plan. And I find it so hard to like get that through to you mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because you're so just not a planner you're just what is what is happening today what is happening tomorrow yes and like we are like just such like so knee deep in life at the moment like, are we're, we yeah we're in our four years we've got three kids we've got a teenager we've got ah! a toddler <laughs> like I, both working like with our own businesses like it's it's a lot and like if you don't have some imagination and vision about your week you can just sleepwalk into a life where every single day is just same 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 especially in the winter come come home from school watch tv i'm not against tv by the way but it's like everything just becomes the same yeah cycle breaking and i'm really spontaneous and i would love to say that like you can just make it happen when the opportunity comes up but I think for a lot of people that have a lot going on, you've got to find those spaces and you have to like take like time out to do it. You love activities. You would do an activity every night if you could. Well, they don't have to be structured. It's more like, like the other day when it was um, getting dark, I was like, we had that window because we'd already eaten. We'd eaten earlier. It was a Sunday. This is thrilling. <laughs> we earlier. And I was like, let's just go for a walk in the dark. 
Yeah, dark walk, yeah. ghost walk. With torches, and it's just like... Thrilling. Think, yeah, but I get frustrated, so I'm building up to my point about you. I get frustrated sometimes that I am doing all of that thinking ahead. Yeah, you feel like you're doing the heavy lifting. With the, with the thinking. Yeah, but you got a big brain. Like It's designed for thinking. I'm more of a doer. I know, but there is no doing without the thinking. You sounded a bit like Yoda then. You did. <laughs> you did. You are the Yoda of our family. You're there always coming no... up with yeah. everything that has a name. When you're playing with Scout, you're always like, oh, hi, Ben. We're just doing some hashtag... Um, num- sensory play. Sensory play or what do you call the number play? I don't. I just honestly, when you say that, I make it up because you're always like, oh, Ems, look what we're doing. We're like doing counting. What do you call that? And I'm like, oh, that's um, numeracy play. <laughs> oh, I thought you were being serious. No, I totally make it up. And are those sarcastic? Oh, those are jokes. Yeah, they're long. <laughs> now, look, we've got a daughter aged nine that is absolutely obsessed with friends. <laughs> love friends it, it's mind-boggling really isn't it it's um is it never been bigger is that the stat i think interestingly they like it because of um you know okay yes the clothes that they're wearing date it but it sort of feels like it's happening within its own insulated space so i think from a visual point of view the biggest absence is phones yeah well, it is a show without Phones. There was an article on the BBC interviewing teenagers um, about why they liked it so much, and that came up. I'm not quite surprised. A few times. Because all it is is just constant, constant communi- uh, communication. Yeah, yeah. conversations. Yeah. And it, like, it's novel to them yeah. to see that. There's just no distractions. Yeah. And life doesn't actually work like that anymore. Yeah. Like a cafe, to observe a cafe would be so, so different now because it would just be tablets, laptops mm. and, and phones. Mm. Our kids have absorbed so much from friends. Oh my, yeah. I was like, the other day I was, because, you, know, you know, we've got different ages, there's crushes. There's I think, in, yeah, Indy likes all the relationship and, stuff. Yeah, and I was thinking, you know, I've worked so hard to have this like, <laughs> this kind of like modern, you know, doing all this like teaching about, you know all the good stuff the consent the like oh and i'm thinking i've done all that and they've literally just been like raised by joey triviani oh man <laughs> yeah I think indy's so sweet she likes chandra and monica yeah. that whole sto- story arc the other thing i think that like tweens and young teens especially like about it is at that age is when you are becoming your your relationships your social relationships are becoming a lot more complex and this like idea of awkwardness not the british awkwardness i was talking about but like these sort of like socially awkward situations because you've never been in them before or because they are they feel like they've got so much riding on them um it's got a lot of those in them that play out and it's kind of like a window into oh how do these people react to them and most of these situations end in quite like silly slapstick ways and i think it's that sort of by osmosis that wow. fe- that feeling of like the imagination you're sort of playing out like how would i react to that what would i do in that situation um, and i think that's a part of for, for that particular age group i think they enjoy yes and also on the whole those characters are kind of like adorable to each other like they 
truly love each other they're they, you know they're sort of so supportive that it's not really how the world works most people are just sarcastic and i think they like how stripped back it is yeah and just how important friendship is like i mean the whole show is called friends and it is about friendship and i think when you're a kid and you have those fantasies about what it might be like to be an adult I think one of the things that you think is I want to hang out of all my friends you know without anyone telling us what to do and we could Mm. like live together and it's it's easy to understand how appealing that would be and I think like I watch it sometimes and I I think it's one of those shows it's a good reminder to think to try and tap back into that you know when you're a kid and you'd be like when I'm an adult I'm gonna just like order pizza and I'm gonna eat ice cream whenever I feel like it and then you actually become an adult and what you do is you find yourself just bound by so many ways of being such a like fixed idea of what a responsible adult should do and and sometimes when I watch it and I watch them watching it and I think oh it's that like it's that it's that fantasy of like what could life be like when you don't have to go to bed at a certain time when you don't have parents telling you what to do and I think it sort of might look a bit like that yeah I like watching watching them watch it and looking at what they respond to honestly it's almost like watching a science fiction show now because it's a world that just does not exist like that anymore it is fascinating like yes obviously there's some problems by and large i don't have any problem with them watching it no and that's just how i feel but about how that. how much they watch it and i speak to other parents whose kids like it and they say the same like they just go on loop through the whole lot yeah that's the other thing they like isn't it just how, how it's, many? it's almost just like you're their lives you just go yeah grow, and then they up just start again <laughs> I really like having a series on the go with the kids. When the kids get older, this I think this is really fun that you can watch really good entertainment with them. Yeah, not and friends. I, You're thinking about things like 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 Wednesday. Yeah, so me and Phoenix just finished Wednesday, but I was thinking like that didn't really exist when we were kids. Like there wasn't really any like cool TV series that you could well, I used to get stay into up, with your parents. I used to stay up late and watch Miami Vice with my mum. <laughs> In the 90s, I'd stay up and I'd watch ER with her. Yeah. I actually totally had that experience. Yeah, that's nice. I don't remember doing that. Um, But there's so much more choice now. And I think it's so good for relationship when your kids are getting older. It's like you have this sort of glue between you. Touch points. Yeah, and when Wednesday finished, I was like, oh, I haven't got that little ritual with Phoenix. I tell you, that's exactly how they want you to feel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, I need something else to watch. I did love Wednesday. I thought it was fantastic. I haven't seen it yet. I will watch it. So good. It just, yeah, it was just a, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's lightning in a bottle, isn't it? It's the perfect time for a show like like that. A lot of Harry Potter-esque things about it, but more with a, just the right amount of horror and thrill. Not too much, but just the right amount. I'll have to watch it by myself. Right. Did they do a nod to that? Yeah, it was great. Did they? Yeah, when the snap came in, really good scene. Oh, lovely. Anyway, right, let's wrap this up. 
thank you so much for joining us uh, we'll be back next week um, I think it's guest episode next week actually so look out for that um, oh they'll be thrilled I'll be nowhere near this podcast <laughs> and we will be back soon with more life updates and inspirational musings musings to keep you playing stay playful everyone bye bye